This is a podcast, part two. And we're back! And we're back! The sun is still shining, but we have a lot more propositions to get through. Jimmy found a, a lot of subpar things on SNL, but his like radio guy who did all the voices mm-hmm. was pretty good. I own, or perhaps used to own, a DVD that was called SNL The Best of Jimmy Fallon. Wow. And I'm not like a huge fan. It's yeah, just... weird. He, there you were loved a him lot in of Sands, right? Him and Horatio Sands cracking up. <laughs> no, there were, a lot, but there were a lot of good skits. The Barry Gibb Show, mm. the Weekend Update stuff. I liked the one with him and Sands where they were like the stoners. I just Jared's room. Jared's I didn't room. love that. But I yeah. loved the one with Katie Holmes. Oh, yeah. Where she was like the college girl next door or whatever, and um, they had a like shitty roommate that was played by. Dr. Space Tim Meadows? Oh. Chris Parnell. Chris Parnell. And they they were like, oh, you know what she really likes? Uh, mesh tank tops and when you quote Billy Joel songs. Nice. And so he like came in with this like gross mesh tank top, like right said Fred style, and was like, oh, I got a bottle of red and a bottle of white <laughs> and stuff, and she's like, Oh my god, I love I love, I love your mesh tank top. <laughs> it like totally backfired and she was like super. Can I tell you? It was great. Because we uh, freshman year of college, I remember us listening to a lot of Billy Joel. And watching Katie Holmes on Dustin's And that's true. I, the other day, I was, like, flipping around the TV. See, this is why I could never cut the cord. You mean the greatest year of our lives, Jacob? Yes, the greatest <laughs> year of our lives. Sorry, wives and Molly. Um, I was flipping around TV, which is why I could never cut the cord, because I like stumbling upon things I want to watch, not, like, dialing up on Hulu, here's what I want to watch, whatever. So I was flipping around, and there was a Billy Joel concert. It was from the 80s. It was the big one where he went to Russia and, like, was singing in the, or the USSR and, and you know, filming and stuff. And he ended communism. He did. He brought down that wall. It was uh, visually... That was, that was in Germany. Oh, yeah. But they, yeah. they had walls. <laughs> Russia's got walls. Don't kid yourself. Visually, it was terrible because it was so, like, 80s and, like, sure. very awkward with the crowd and whatever. And, whatever. So, and he wasn't on Long Island, so he wasn't, he wasn't on, on Long Island. Island. Yeah. And, uh, so what I did was, as I think most of us do when we watch TV, I just looked at my phone, but I listened to it and it was great. Like I have not sat down and listened to Billy Joel in a while, but this, and because this was like circa 1986, like it was, it was Uptown Girl. It was, uh, Only the Good Die Young. It was like hit, hit, I gotta be hit. honest. I loved his greatest hits part three because that's what we listened to a lot right. of that year. Yeah. I think part one and two and three were good. Yeah. And I think... Barring any future conversation, this episode will end with a Billy Joel song. God, I hope so. So, anyways. Although, actually, I hope it doesn't. Because if it doesn't, it means we must have hit, like, some other super high note. It's true. To overcome the Billy Joelness of the beginning. We are limited. I wrote Billy Joel. Already? We are limited by my uh, CD collection. (laughs) Or my iTunes library. Don't you still download things illegally? I mean, you never did that before? No, I don't. Okay. You used to. Yeah, I think the program I used stopped working or... Was it Napster? Yeah. I downloaded like it's 1998. Um, all right. So we're back on the proposition bandwagon. Yep. We ended on 56? Yep. Yes, on cigarette tax. So we're on a 57, which yep. is criminal sentences. Yes. Um, sentences that include the word criminal in them. So this one basically would allow uh, judges more leeway in granting parole. I'm going to make a prediction. Okay. I'm willing to be wrong. You are going to say yes. I said no. Okay. Here's why I thought you would say yes. Okay. Based on two things. One, the governor is a big backer of this bill, mm. and I thought that that would sway you. I do like the governor. Two, 
You said on the last podcast that you hate the scare tactics thing. Yeah. And if you look on the con, it's like, authorizes yes. early release of violent criminals All who rape unconscious victims. Rapists. Um, uh, and that doesn't, I don't know if that includes people who are um, robbing you and raping you of your... Or robbing you and robbing you. Of, of my your, rutabagas. Your rutabagas. And oh, shit. There's a song I could use. <laughs> Uh, Copyright. If you get the Nini Gandhi version, that would be even better. Yeah. Um, so anyway, this to me is a, a yes, and you voted yes. Yeah, I'm voting yes. Okay. And so here's the thing to me: the yes vote says inmates, certain inmates convicted of non-violent felony offenses would be released. No, someone's lying would be considered for release. Considered for release. That's you're important. Right. You're right. You're right. Considered, right. not all released. Here's the thing: in my mind, rape. Is a violent crime. Uh, I thought you were going to say victimless. I could see the V word coming, <laughs> but I, I really thought victimless. I, I can't imagine, like, even if it's, like, the person thinks it's consensual when it's not, and they're, like, not, like, harshly doing it, it's still a violent crime in my mind. And so, I don't, I can't, I... But are you, are you 100% certain that these con arguments are true? That rape well, is well, not you, considered a violent you, but crime? But it says... Authorized immediate release for 16,000 age criminals, even convicted murderers. How can that be true? Well, nonviolent murder. <laughs> a gentleman murder. So you, you <laughs> slip them a drug that kills them? That's not violent, right? There's no blood and gore. But I mean, you, I can't, feel like believe, that's bullshit. you can't believe that. See, this is my thing about this whole proposition system of like, oh, you, you don't want to let rapists go, do you? Well, no. Well, then you're for this proposition. I think we have too many people in prison, and I think we have too yes. many people in prison and for we spend too, money on, too much money. For example, and this is, we'll get to this later, people who are convicted of marijuana use mm-hmm. do not belong in prison for decades. That's stupid. Use or possession? Either. I think. Oh, I don't think you get convicted for use. Okay, whatever. You can't, you, if you're using it, you're in possession of it. So yeah, but there's weight limits, right? Sure. If you have a joint, so like, whoa, you're a drug okay. dealer, you're a kingpin, we're putting Still. you away, you know. So okay. um, here's what I wrote. I said no, and then I wrote, I want to vote yes, but I hate black people. But I think the correction system, I'm ignoring that, seems very <laughs> corrupt, and that's in regard to these this argument about the state prison system could award credits for good behavior. I think it's very corrupt um, to give them credits for good behavior. Well, to be them deciding, like Who's maybe deciding the, the state prison system. Who maybe maybe a guard's being bought off and say, "Oh yeah, yeah, five credits for this guy or something." You know, here's the big. I don't thing. think the state prison system is the guards. It includes the guards. Maybe here's here's my bigger thing. Where will these people go when they're released? They're still convicted felons. This this brings me to an interesting story. Um, so. I could, God, I could tell the story for so long, but I don't want to. So anyway, we're going to Sly Park this year Ooh. for Science Camp. I'm very disappointed by that Aww. because the last Science Camp we've been going to is fucking awesome. I have Sly Park memories of Sly Park. So we went. Do you know why we went? I to lost Sly Park? my virginity at Sly Park. Do you know why we went to Sly Park? Sixth grade. Uh, yeah, sorry. Uh, yeah, because... we went to Sly Park in high school. Wait, do I know why you and me, or yeah. why your class? No, we. Us, oh, you and I. I don't. Someone knew someone and said we need volunteers. That's why. So I, uh, when we go, there aren't going to be high school kids there because we will have parents that will chaperone. We went because the schools that were going couldn't get parents to come as chaperones. Mm. So they had high school kids come to play that role. Okay. Um, which is why we probably had shitty kids. Did we have shitty kids? Uh, I, my kids were shitty. 
I remember the first night they were like trying to start a fight with the kids on the other side of our cabin thing, and they were like, these kids were like, they were not sixth graders, they were like seven, they were young, and they were like, we're cooler because we get more bitches. I'm like, what is happening right here? Yeah. Anyway, um, so anyway, the reason I bring this up yes. is we're going to Sly Park. It, I think I did talk about this. It had to do with a nut allergy. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we're going to Sly Park in January, the first week in January when it's going to be miserable. <laughs> roof stoof. It is roof stoof. Anyway, um, we had a guy come from Sly Park to do a presentation for parents, like getting them excited, giving them information, so on and so forth. One cool thing about Sly Park that I didn't know is, unlike the other camps we've been to, all of the counselors there, the naturalists, um, have... Are credentialed teachers. Oh. So the other ones, they're usually just like high school, recent college graduates who, you know, are doing this job for a couple years and they're going to move on to something else. Mm-hmm. These are people who have been there for a long time. Like this guy's been there for like 35 years or something like was that. Was it Happy? There was a guy it named was, Happy. It was, a, it was a British guy. Right? I hope Sarah's listening. There was a guy named Happy. He, it was a British guy and like based on his timeline, he was there when we were there. Mm-hmm. So anyway, um, what he said was, when Slide Park was first opened, it was opened as a, like, juvenile prison rehab facility where young people who would normally be in prison or in ju- juvenile hall would come there and, like, be involved in this nature stuff, and that was, like, a rehab thing for them. It's our Australia. Um George Foreman, apparently, was one of the people who went through that and credited Sly Park as, like, something that turned his life around. Wow. And then our government was like, ah, fuck it, throw them all in prison. (laughs) So to me, I think about that, and I think about, like, we need to spend more money on these rehab things rather than just throwing them all in prison and be like, fuck these people. So it says, authorizes sentence credits for rehabilitation, so on and so forth, like, I think some of that money is hopefully going to go towards that kind of thing. I think we have too many people in prison. I think it's a bad thing. I think it separates families, parents from kids, so on and so forth. And so I I want less people in prison. If they're nonviolent, I'm fine with them being out there. I agree we have too many people in prison, and that is a financial burden. I mean, I I don't stay up night worrying about the family being broken up from their convicted felon family members. That's because you have taught kids who have their fathers in jail. True. But also, I've never taught kids. Yeah. Um, Including your own daughter. That's true. (laughs) I'm going to teach her to vote no on Prop 57. Um, (laughs) No, my my thing really, I I agree, prisons are overpopulated, it's a drain on on the state's uh, economy, but... It is better that we disagree on things, right? Like, it makes for better... Right. We didn't didn't talk about the cigarette one too long. Where will the people go when they're released? They're convicted felons. What if they don't have a home? They have a home. They're not all fathers. They're not all wrongly accused. Rehab facility? Well, right. I mean, everywhere, I'm assuming, I don't know, but everywhere... They'll come to Arden Park, right? Everywhere, yeah. And then people will get on... uh, Next door. Next door. Everywhere you fill out an application for an apartment or a job, everything says, have you ever been convicted of a felony? Right? I mean, so... What if we tell these people... Doors closed. What if we tell these people, you have to live in a country that doesn't border the ocean? Then they're just all in those flyover states, and that's fine. Can we do that? <laughs> like send ship what, them all to Nebraska? What if, <laughs> what if our Australia California is just sends the middle of the country? I would, be, I would vote for that proposition. Yeah. Where they, they're going to become more bums. And I know that on a recent podcast I talked about, I feel like there's more and more bums at every corner with the signs and everywhere. Thing. We don't need more bums. So while I agree that prisons are overcrowded, I don't know that releasing people earlier is going to help, like society in general and 
This is just to... So you'd rather keep them in prison and have us pay all that money to keep them in prison? Then have more bums around? Kind of. This is a bum look at. I hate bums. Um, <laughs> the I say leave the parole system as it is. Why change it? Clearly it's doing a great job. Well, no. The other there thing are is, no problems with our prison system. This is about uh, opportunities for parole. Right, so you're sentenced to 20 years for your nonviolent crime. This says maybe you get out in 15 instead of 20. You were sentenced to 20. Let's let's keep you there for 20. How about the juvenile part of it? God willing, you'll be shivved year 19, and you won't become a bum. How about the juvenile part of it? I don't. I feel the same about everything. Yeah. Yep. You don't think a juvenile court judge should be the one to decide whether they'll be prosecuted as an adult? You think a regular judge should do that? Yes. Judges are elected and appointed in the hopes that they are going to apply the law. But I feel like that's the wrong person deciding, not Why? a juvenile court judge. Well, but I mean, a judge doesn't have to have... It'd be like a, a high school teacher giving my kids grades. A judge has to know the law. A judge does not have to have background in that which he is judging. Or she. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, I mean, I, you don't have to be... Oh, I specialize in juvenile, so I know whether this kid should be tried as an adult. You have to know what the law is for what constitutes a crime but as or a, judge, a person you help that makes is... a law, don't you? No. You set precedents through your court. Yeah, right? you set precedents. I mean, you try to look back at previous precedents, but as a the judge... legislative branch of government sets the law, Joe. As an educator, you should know that. Uh, but the judiciary branch <laughs> interprets the law yes. and molds it to what they believe is constitutional, right? I'm sure As a history major, you should know that. I don't know shit. As an American, you should know that. <laughs> I'm not American. Um, yeah, I don't have a problem with adult, air quote, adult judges deciding whether juveniles are tried as an adult. Okay. We'll just chug it up to you being wrong. Okay. Our vote's canceling out, and let's move to Prop 58. All right. Prop 58. Ah, the third education one. Yeah. Uh, Prop 58 preserves the requirement that public schools ensure students obtain English language proficiency. It requires school districts to solicit parent and community input in developing language acquisition programs. I don't know about that part of it. Yeah, we don't need to read the whole boring Um, description of it. I'd rather have your interpretation of it. So here's my understanding of it. Okay. The no side is like... Okay, let me back up. As a teacher, um, we are required to make sure that our students learn English as quickly as possible, our English learners. Okay. So we have, I have students in my class who, ha- who have learned a language other than English first. French, most likely? Uh, most likely. <laughs> some, some Belgian, but... American Sign Language? Um, yes. So... Basically, um, we have what's called ELD, English Language Development. There is integrated ELD and dedicated ELD. Integrated ELD means we're using these strategies and um, accommodations for these students to help make sure that in our regular, uh, everyday class that they are able to access this information. Okay? Does that make sense? I... Guess. So, so for example, is it the way like Dora will say something in Spanish and then cleanly no, say no, it in English afterwards? No, it's not like that. It's that muchas gracias, students. Thank you. I mean, it, that's that could be part of it for maybe some lower levels. And actually, our new language arts program does a good job with that with the vocabulary, like it gives it the Spanish too. But I had uh, anyway. I don't want to go into that. Um, 
But basically what it means is, um, like strategies like showing, showing pictures of things in addition to talking about that. And when I'm teaching vocabulary, um, for, cause vocabulary is a big part of English language development. Um, you know, I'm showing pictures of it. I'm using the word in sentences. I'm, I may be bringing in realia, like real life things to show them and, and enable them mm-hmm. to have access to what we're talking about. Um, in addition to that integrated ELD, we also have designated ELD, which is state mandated that we have, uh, 150 minutes a week that is specifically designed to teach those students English. Is that within your classroom or they go like to a special place? It varies. So for example, last year I had no English learners in my class, so I didn't do it. I didn't have to do it. I didn't have any English learners. This year I have a handful and so do the other sixth grade teachers. So what we've decided to do, like one thing I could do is take those kids as a small group and work with them while my other kids are doing some independent stuff. But I really didn't want to do that. And fortunately the numbers worked out for us because it's kind of like those... Those kids who not, you know who grew up learning English, they're kind of pushed to the side. Right. Um, so what we did, because we had the numbers, is um, we have one teacher that has like a small group of low EL kids that she's working with. She has an aide in her class that's helping to monitor. She also has a group of really high kids. And right now they're doing a book study on Hatchet. And so she's helping with them. So they have, she has really high E English only kids. And the really low EL kids that she's working with. Uh, there's another teacher that has the higher level EL kids, and she has them, and she's working with them on stuff. Then um, the other two of us teachers, we have English only kids. Um, the other female teacher has the lower ones, and she's working on like fluency. We we purposely like made these groups so like my kids that are ha- that have trouble reading at a higher level, she's working with them. I have the kind of middle kids. And I'm working on them with reading comprehension strategies. So, but this is 30 minutes every day from 9.50 to 10.20. Every day we break out with these groups and we're dedicating that time. Now I'm teaching EO kids, but those EL kids have dedicated 30 minutes a day of English language instruction to bring them up so that they can be proficient in our language. And that is mandated. That is mandated by the state of California. And so if this proposition passes, that means that school by school or district by district or whatever it is, you could choose what you feel is the best way to do this, right? Well, I already feel like we have that. Like, we're, we're mandated to spend that time, but we can spend it in the way that we want. Right. Um, when I look at this, I look at the con argument, and the con argument to me seems just xenophobic. It's like, fuck these people, we, they, you know, everything should be in English, blah, blah, blah. I mean, the, right. look at the against website, www.keepenglish.org. No one is arguing that we shouldn't be having English, right? And usually that would appeal to me. But also, I voted yes for this. Yeah, I, I think I'm yes. voting yes, too. I think the it says it authorizes school districts to establish dual language immersion programs. I'm fine with that. Well, no, here's, so here's what I liked. Um, the no vote says, what your vote means, no vote means public schools require to teach English learners in English-only programs. Yes vote means public schools could more easily choose how to teach English learners, whether in English only or bilingual or other types. I like that it's saying, no, it's not like follow this one-size-fits-all state-mandated right. thing. It's saying do what's going to be best, best for, for the those students. kids. Ultimately, that's, that's the whole idea of education, right? Doing what's best right. for kids. My goal is assimilation, right? I th- we talked about this with the, the – the t- what is the T-shirt you saw? 
blacks do it better or whatever or something. Right. And I said, I, I didn't, you know, I just want people to be people. Like, and I guess because we're in America, I just want people to be people who speak or at least can like reasonably get by in English. So I don't care Most how they get there. Speak English, by the way. Well, well, no, not, not <laughs> Ebonics, Joe. Um, what is it? Uh, just kidding. Uh, so I, I think assimilation is good. I want the kids to learn English. I want people to do what's going to be like most getting them towards that goal, and not just you must spend 150 minutes doing exactly this and whatever. Like, not just not a mandate. Here's the thing about that, though: if we don't mandate that we spend that time, there will be schools and teachers that don't do it. And the kids there will be schools behind. and teachers that are like, I this is going to be too challenging. It's going to fuck up my day. Sorry, EL kids. And you're, I'm an elderly racist you're, person. You're, right. You're going to go through your education not getting that attention that you need. Right. Well, I probably, yes. the, the, the student that I'm probably most proud of that I've taught in my career is, her name was Yesenia. And she came to me in fourth grade. She knew almost no English. She came straight from Mexico. She was a super hard worker, and she was pretty naturally bright. But I spent so much time with her, and by the time I then had her in sixth grade, she was an honor roll student by the time she left sixth grade. Wow. Like, she worked really hard, and I spent a lot of time with her to do that. And to me, that's, you know, that's more meaningful than the kid who comes to me that's already a straight-A student, and, I, you know, I push them farther or whatever. But, like, seeing that kind of growth from someone who wants to learn and someone who has that opportunity, that to me is what it's all about. Good. You're crying. I don't know how to respond to that. Yeah. She's a shining lose in your career. Hopefully. I haven't I haven't talked to her in a couple a few years, so hopefully she's doing well. She's actually a senior this year. Wow. So I'm curious. You've been doing this for a while. I'm curious. Yeah. I have kids. <laughs> oh, wait, no, I think she's a college freshman. Fuck. Hopefully she's in college. Yeah. I'm sure she would. Um, she taught herself English in a year. Wow. Yeah, I have students. My very first class would be juniors in college. Wow. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Anyway, let's move to Prop 59, which I'm sure we'll spend a lot of time on. <laughs> Why don't you tell us about Prop 59, Jacob? I, I wish I could. Um, Prop 59 seems to be saying voters are, if they pass this, are asking their elected officials to, like... Uh, come out against some sort of Supreme Court case? I don't understand. Wait, 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 stop right here. Whoa, whoa. Some sort of Supreme Court case? About election You don't know what Citizens United is? I look, I'm, no, 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 let, let, we don't need to talk about the details. Let me talk no, about this. we do. Let me talk about this. this. This is not a proposition. The devil's in the details. You're right, it's a referendum. But this, uh, this but is you, not. But you need to know what Citizens United is, because that, it's kind of fucked our country up. I looked at it the other day. It's the thing about corporations are people and have free yes. speech and whatever. Yes. I, I know it's that. bad. You agree with that, right? Yeah. No. We need to get rid of Citizens United. Yes. I agree that this is kind of dumb because just like if we vote yes, it means we want our people to right. to do something about it. I'm going back to the argument of there's too many propositions. This is not a proposition. Are you going to be spiteful? For what? Are you going to vote against it just because you think it's stupid? Yes. Really? Yeah. This is not what propositions are for. This is not changing the constitution of the state. This is not... But do you agree that they should change it? That it should be overturned? Yes. Yes. Then you need to vote yes. No, I don't need to vote yes. You do need If to I feel yes. strongly about it, I should pick up the phone and call my congressman or but something. But if you're voting no, then you're saying that you are against citizens... That you are for Citizens United. 
No, I'm not saying yes, that. Yes, that is what a no I'm vote voting means. no and saying that the electoral process does not need that to dictate to legislators. That is not how Well, I don't care. This is not... This is not... A, this shouldn't even be on the ballot. Okay, the con argument says, the legislature should stop wasting taxpayer dollars by putting do-nothing measures on the ballot, blah, blah, blah. I talked to Zach about that specifically. Yes. Do you know what it takes in terms of time and money to put a measure on the ballot? Signatures? Almost and... fucking nothing. Oh. It's very easy to do. It takes like 30 minutes of time on this legislature floor at, at most. Okay? Okay. So it's not wasting time. It's not wasting money. You have to take the little extra time to mark a box. It's not really taking that much out of you. But mark a box to what end? Nothing will come of this. Or, or, I mean, nothing will come of this that wouldn't have already happened anyway. Well, what could happen is it would be another um, benchmark that would say, look at what the state of California thinks about Citizens United. And if you're voting no, you're tilting that in the other direction. You're saying, well, not as many people are against it as we thought. But as I'd rather you leave about, a blank than vote no. As we talked about with judges setting, when maybe I will, setting precedent. Like, Just please don't vote no. I mean, it doesn't matter if it passes or not, right? Like, in terms of action, but in terms of what it means about the support for or against, that's what matters. All right. I mean, voting... Right? A like, vote no means... Abstaining... I'm fine with this happening, right. which you are not. Right. Exactly. I'm... I'm. So maybe maybe abstaining is the way to go, but, but no one cares about that. No one's going to say, oh, uh, 20 million people voted Derek on Prop Pressman 58, but only 10 million voted on Prop 59. Like, no one's, no one's going to be looking at that. Um, I just think this is stupid because it's, this doesn't belong I agree that it's pointless here. and that nothing will come of it. But it's still better to vote yes for it. If you feel that it, like, imagine in your mind that you are voting whether, it, whether Citizens United is overturned or not. That's how you should vote. If that's how you feel, that's how you should vote. But voting yes on that doesn't do anything for that. If I felt that way, like I said, I would call my congressman and say, hey, you need to vote to overturn this. Do you, you feel that it should be overturned? Yes. Have you called your congressman? I don't feel passionately about it. Okay. That's my thing. This is just like, oh, uh, uh, should, uh, should um, legislatures be required to think a happy thought first thing in the morning? Vote yes. Like... Who cares? Like, the Citizens United is more important than that. Okay. I, I, I grant Especially that. Especially as a but, Bernie Sanders guy. <laughs> but Right? I was. Uh, if it wasn't for Citizens United, Bernie Sanders might be the Democratic candidate. He has a all lot right, less right, right, big money fair. support than Hillary Clinton does. But this proposition does nothing. I'll show you a proposition. It's stupid. Nothing. Why are you taking your penis out? <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to show you that it does nothing. So, so maybe I will just not vote on this one. Okay. But I think this is stupid. I mean, we're I, ready for the big one, Jacob. Oh, Prop sixty. I have thoughts. <laughs> Tell me your thoughts. I've really gone back and forth about this. Prop sixty is would require adult film performers to use condoms during filming of sexual intercourse. I know that my joke on the text line earlier was directed at you, but I was still pretty proud of myself. I thought it was a pretty funny joke. I don't remember it. You posted the thing oh, that yeah, talked yeah, about yeah. what an adult oh, film performer yeah, yeah, was. Yeah, that was funny. That an adult film performer is only someone who inserts into the vagina or anus or is or has receives or receives it in their vagina anus. Yes. I feel like that's just giving short shrift to uh, oral sex people. So you want people to have to wear that's condoms their in oral sex form? Oral sex people. Um, you want more condoms well, in oral sex? I think... 
I just think it's like in terms of the definition of adult film performer. Yeah, I feel like if you're someone who's I'm more of an amateur, but if you're someone who is like I mean I'm sure well I don't really know a whole lot about the porn industry. There probably aren't people who just it's not like a left-handed reliever only gets a couple people out. <laughs> that's the people who just do blowjobs. But I feel like if that's your deal, you're like I'm not letting you put anything inside me except for my mouth. I feel like those people should be able to put adult film performer on their business card. Okay. But per that... No, this is why I was sending the definition. According to that definition... I'm starting to film my read, by the way. Any, it's a good time. Okay. Anyone who has filmed themselves engaging in sexual intercourse is an adult film performer. So Even that could that potentially film, include us. I, uh, that was a group... Not together, but... That was a group text with four people. I'm willing to bet at least one of them has, at some point, filmed themselves. We all know which one I'm thinking of. <laughs> Uh, anyways, my bet is that person was by themselves when they were filming. <laughs> nice. So, are you saying you've never filmed yourself at all? No. Okay. Then I'll also say that I've never filmed myself. <laughs> uh, here's what I said about Prop 60. I'm voting no. Tell me why. Uh, the porn to me is a necessary thing. Yes. And, and, not illegal, but it's not a, there's, there's laws that say, um, you know, a factory worker, you've got to pay him for overtime over eight hours or like porn to me is not a legitimate job, I guess. And, uh, if you're in porn, you're already kind of taking a shortcut. Yeah. And I don't feel like we need the government to regulate porn. It's like it would be like saying drug dealers have to say "Have a nice day" when you conclude your transaction. Like we don't need regulations on on this area. Here's what confused me: Don't all porn people have venereal diseases already? I just would assume that well, they would. But, and and the thing is, like, so if I'm a if I'm a woman who makes porn, a porn actress, if you will, okay. I can go to my director and say, "I want the guy to wear a condom," and he can say. No, it requires them to. Do and that. then I can say, "Well, then I'm not going to make the movie." Am I? Am I I'm going to go back to my waitressing job at I, Applebee's. Am I throwing away a career in porn? Like, we don't need government to step in and say, "Like, no, you must allow this." What do you think is the average length of career in porn? Five years. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you got to age out pretty quick. You can't, For women, at least. You right? can't be. Well, yeah. You you can't be the uh, the teen runaway at the bus depot when you're you know north of twenty three. I think it was a lot of price So I say I uh, re- this is this is another one where I'm not looking at the issue itself, right? I like that about you. I mean, I like yes, you should have a safe workplace if this is a legit workplace. I don't. We don't. OSHA need, requirements. We don't need the government to regulate porn. I think we need the government to regulate everything. Here's Ron the other Swanson. thing. Here's the other thing. Porn is supposed to be a fantasy. Do you fantasize about wearing a condom? Oh, all the time. <laughs> well, I right now I'm wishing I was working on them. Um, so this is one of the ones that I found interesting talking to Zach about because he remembers when this was kind of being brought up on the floor. He said there were hundreds of porn stars at the Capitol on the floor. He made sure to be there for that yeah. day. Um, most of them were saying no, which I think is interesting. It reminds me of those like recent abortion laws that they tried to pass in like Texas and somewhere else. Where it was like, oh, we're trying to keep women's health safe, so we want to make sure that the your hallways of your abortion clinic have to be wide enough, and blah, 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 and it was really just a way to fuck them over right. and like try to prevent it under the guise of protecting women's health. 
So I feel like that's how this is as well, where it's tr- saying it's trying to protect adult film performers, mm-hmm. but it's actually trying to fuck them over. Um, the other th- the other thought that came up in our discussion was that it could potentially move these jobs out of California and they go to Nevada and we make less money in California. Yes. So to me... We need the taxes from the porn We need the porn taxes, for sure. Um, I was originally thinking of voting yes, and it's... <laughs> What, what, uh, what, the thing that first kind of turned me onto the no side was actually a tweet by Will Wheaton. Oh. Who was like. Famed porn star Will Wheaton. Who was like, who posted something about porn stars that were actually against it and so on and so forth. And so it led me to that whole thing of, you know, this seems to be protecting them when it's actually trying to fuck them over. Literally. Yes. And under. In a dull sensitivity way. Yes. Yeah, I don't, we just, we don't need to regulate porn. I say, stop wasting my time, propositions. Your time is valuable to you. It is. Prop 61? Prop 61. The Roger Maris State prescription drug, okay, so this one is basically saying the state should be legally authorized to pay no more than the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs pays... For drugs. Like the VA hospital you see. Like the VA hospital. We, this was a really interesting conversation because we did, we had the, the guy who works at the Capitol there. We had the doctor there. This was a really interesting conversation last night. So I wrote another one of my IDFK, so no notes, but I thought about it more and I thought this is just dumb. Like, uh, you, you know, California can't pay more than the VA pays for those drugs, so haha, we passed this law. Screw you, drug companies, big pharma. Won't the drug companies just raise the price for everyone to account for that? Well, that's that? the worry, right? And I mean, I mean, currently, I assume, and, and I've, I have some knowledge of state contracting and negotiation practices, and I mean, currently, I assume they have things in place where they are negotiating the best rate they can get. Whether or not that is as low as the VA or not, I don't think matters. I think they're they're doing the best they can now. And this to me is just, if, if everyone gets this discount, then they'll just raise the price, right? Everyone, anyone that goes to Bed Bath & Beyond without one of those 20% off things they mail you every other day is just stupid. And I assume Bed Bath & Beyond has raised their prices 20% or so, knowing that every they send these coupons to you, you know, once an hour, and everyone's got them. So this this to me is just... Pointless, right? I mean, how do you feel about big pharma? Uh, I find it ridiculous that you know a pill costs five hundred dollars, but goes through all these channels to where I can buy a bottle of them for ten dollars or whatever it is. Um, so I think that their pricing is astronomical and non-realistic. We pay way more than, like, every other country in the world for these drugs, right? Like, yeah. it's stupid. Basically... Because we have to insert more insurance that, companies. Well, they talk about, like, oh, there's all this cost for R&D and all this shit. But our country basically pays all this extra money for these drugs so that we can develop them and other countries can get them for cheaper. That's fucked up. Right. Right? So, Big Pharma is strongly opposed to this. So I say, fuck you, Big Pharma. I'm voting for it. It might mean that Big Pharma fucks us over and they increase the rights for those right. veterans, but the that's rates. them still being a dick, right? right? Like, right. But so, so on the on the no outcome on the on the who cares proposition, 
you told me like, oh, you gotta vote, you gotta vote, even though it's not gonna do anything, you gotta vote. But you're you're doing the same thing on this. Oh, I'm just gonna stick it to Big Pharma by voting yes, but it's not gonna do anything. And Big oh, Pharma I don't think Big gonna, Pharma down by myself. You're increasing their profits. I feel like everything, no matter what we do, we're increasing. Their right profits. now, they're selling the drug to the VA for twenty dollars and to California for twenty five. Well, next year they're gonna sell it to the VA for thirty and California for thirty because they set the prices, right? I mean, they're holding all the cards in terms of these pills. Which I feel like is bullshit. Like, we need more regulation. This just feels like, this feels like a scrappy-doo being like, well, we'll show you, Big Pharma, we're going to not pay more than the veterans. And they're like, what do we do? And I definitely want to say yes. What do we care? We'll just raise Uh, the rate. Scrappy-doo is like my spirit animal. Well, I'm sticking with my no, and I think you're stupid. (laughs) Well, I'm sticking with my yes, and I also think I'm stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Your wife just texted me. Uh, where are we at? We've got so many more. Here, why is your wife not being fun? Because she said, would you like me to put the coals on? I said, is that a euphemism? For our subsequent barbecuing? She said, should I start the coals since they take time? Come on. She probably didn't know what eupahysum means. <laughs> oh, wait. She listens to this. <laughs> well, in two weeks, I'm going to hear about that one. <laughs> Uh, well, Prop we, 62 death penalty. We Let's a, just, uh, we're good. We've got a lot left. Um, we have six left. Okay. Let's, speed, let's do this one and then we'll run, stop. Speed round. Okay. But Yeah, because okay. next time we got marijuana, that's a big one. You want to stop here? Yeah, I think we should. All right. That's a podcast. You go fuck yourself. <laughs> a bottle of white. A bottle of red. Perhaps a bottle of rosé. Stay.